Welcome to the Filthy Spoon Podcast. I'm John. I'm Robert. Let's get to the sponsors here. We got Willow Creek Custom Calls. Old Brad Jones been selling that Cali spec like crazy. Hunting with a guy this weekend actually bought one and loves it. So if I were you, I would get on it. And don't forget to use the Filthy Spoon promo code for 20% off because uh, probably ain't going to last forever. I don't know. He's been running in a while, but... He says all the Filthy Spoon listeners are pretty cool. That's why he keeps running it. Because I was talking about it a few weeks ago about, you know, hey, you want to keep running it? Oh, all the guys are really nice. So, no, we'll keep running it for a while. I can keep the lights on. So, that was cool of him. So, anyway, look him up at um, willowcreekcustomcalls.com or call Brad direct at 510-610-7625. Then, of course, Superior Equipment Repair for all your truck and equipment needs. Uh, Heavy-duty alignments. We do big three-axle truck alignments. Uh Got a broke down Ford. We can work on them all the time. You know, F-550s, 250s, piece of junk, 6.0s, whatever you got, we work on it. So, Superior Equipment Repair for all your equipment and truck needs. You know, you can reach us at superiorequipmentrepair.com or call 833-343-7351. And how can we forget? Old Adam Oliver over at Pinot Ridge Taxidermy. He is offering all of our guests... Uh, entry into winning a free mounted bird at the end of the year that will be announced at Duck Days. So look at him up on uh, Instagram at Pinto Ridge Taxidermy. So hopefully we're going to get him on here soon too. I've been talking to him, but scheduling conflicts. But here we are. We're in beautiful Marysville today. And how's it going, Robert? Doing well. Yeah, we're using the uh, garage studio. So hopefully uh, all these Marysville folks and their Dodge Chargers keep it down today. Don't blast <laughs> down the street. Yeah, with no muffler or bumping their base local motorcycle gang run by here with 10 of them <laughs> wide open but uh not a pretty quiet street you live on for the most part so hunting's been pretty bad ain't it yeah it hasn't been hasn't been good i uh i went oh man i don't even want to know i went a week without shooting a bird yeah 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 many hunts yeah yeah very tough and i and not just not shooting a bird not pulling the trigger not pulling the yeah. trigger that's right yeah, that's rough. Um, so, yeah, we're recording this on Sunday. I don't even know what the date is. Sunday the 3rd. 3rd, yeah. So here we are, December. It's now mojo season, everybody. So get your flappers out. Yeah, please put them out. Yes, yes. Um, we didn't run one yesterday. Now, me, I felt like the greatest hunter in the valley yesterday, um, the Teal King. Um, if anybody followed along on Instagram scene, uh, friends of the show, uh, Ken and Jared, they invited Robert and I on a resi down grassland somewhere on a boat in only hunt. Robert had other obligations, being the good family man that he is. Yeah, we had the Marysville Christmas parade and had to get the float decorated and everything, but we we did that on Saturday. How did that go, by the way? Is it cool? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, maybe we uh, was joking with you earlier about maybe getting the filthy spoon on there next year. It's a good idea, man. Get a big banner, get side by side. I mean, these small towns, that's what it is. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, you don't have to, anyone Anybody can get in that thing. I'm surprised there ain't a bum with a shopping cart in <laughs> <laughs> Did Costco have a float? No, but Sam's Club did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're right, they're trying to get them. their name out, out there. Yep, get in front of it. Hey, we're over on Yuba City side. Yeah, don't you don't have to cross the bridge to those losers. <laughs> smart of them, man. That's smart of them. Yeah. But, uh. I don't know. We might do something like that. I think it would be fun. I'd be the first guy to ever get a DUI in a parade. <laughs> <laughs> well, all the cops are up front. 
They're uh, way up front. Oh, uh, okay. That's good yeah. to know. And, but every cop in both counties, it looked like, was there. Yeah, so, exactly. uh, you know, good day to commit crime. I probably wouldn't be the uh, driver, actually. But, yeah, we could either get my old tractor with a trailer or the side-by-side with a bunch of duck crap hanging off. I don't know. It might be fun. People love the tractors in those parades. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the cool tractor's tractor. always a big hit. Yeah, I got a cool old tractor. That, that, who knows? We got a whole year to think about it. But I don't know. It's always fun, and we like our community. So if you think we should do that, message us on Instagram. Yeah, and if you, if you think we should do that, you have to come and, and be in the float. Yeah, yeah. I need somebody <laughs> throwing candy at kids. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, so I went duck hunting yesterday with those guys. Robert couldn't make it, unfortunately. He was bummed about it because it's been just bad, bad, bad up here for all of us. Um, and I didn't have high expectations. I really didn't. This was kind of a shit show. And I, you know, I've become a lazy old white guy with my hunting habits of I don't bring a whole lot with me. Yep. I bring a couple shells, my coffee, my gun, my uh, controller for my dog collar, and that's about it. And I head to the blind. You know, I don't bring right. a whole lot. And now I make sure 25 shells only. Um, I mean, this was a two-and-a-half-hour ride from Lincoln. So I get down to this refuge, middle of nowhere. I don't get down there till 9 o'clock at night. They're well past my bedtime. And those guys are actually a couple hours behind me. They didn't get there till 11. How was the how was the uh, getting there like I mean like in the other refuge check station parking lot yeah check station parking lot it was basically same as up here um, there was people there by the time I got there everybody was pretty much laying down a few few other people showed up when I was there of course Laverne had to bark at them and shit but uh, <laughs> I never bothered going up to the window or anything I don't even have the resi or anything I didn't it didn't look to me like anybody was even there and yeah. it's like behind a fence there there. <laughs> This is out in, like, middle of nowhere, central California. So there's probably a high level of tweakers and stuff out there yeah. and even less people or something. So their little check station was behind a fence with barbed wire and stuff. Really? Yeah. Like yeah. a little compound. little compound. So when nobody's there, they lock it up so nobody can go break into it, I guess. But well, there's a reason they have a fence and, yeah. and the other refuge check stations that we've seen don't. Yeah, they don't. I mean, they'll, and like even Dry Creek, you know, the gate's open all year round. You can go oh, up yeah. there. And nobody has problems. Evidently, they got more dirt bags down there or something. But So I sat there. Then them guys, they didn't get there until like 11. Well, we didn't know it. Ken went up. The dude's like sleeping in the check station. What? Yeah. He's yeah, like the, like the light keeper? Yeah. Exactly. Lighthouse keeper? Well, the guy was hella cool. And he's like, he kind of gave us the run. Now, we don't know nothing. You know? Yeah. And it's where you check in. It's not where you hunt. You drive a few miles away to launch your boat and stuff. And he said, oh, yeah, well, you launch at 2. And like, 2? Two in the morning? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I didn't see the actual reservation. I think it's one of those reservations where it's, I think Grizzly Island's this way. It's kind of like, okay, you're on, but it's first come, first serve. Okay. Is what I believe that this was. It's like, it don't matter what number you are if you get beat to the boat ramp. So we go down there, we park, it's late, you know, and by then my blood's getting thick, you know, because I, I, I wasn't going to, you know, have any beers and then ride through sack and Stockton on Friday night. So. Right. Of course, we have a couple beers before we go to bed, so we're talking about it. Okay, well, we'll see. And it's like, nobody's going to show up here at 2, you know, probably for 3.30 or so, some of you rolling in. Yeah, 2's hella early. Hella early, yeah. dude. So we, we, uh, we, we hang out just a minute, have a couple beers, just a minute, and go to bed. It was cold, too, man. So, anyway, about midnight, you know how to do it. Sleeping in the back of your truck, so you're tossing it in. Felt like I'd been asleep about 10 minutes, and here comes the rumble of a pickup at 1.30 in the morning. Here comes some bro kid, and he's launching his boat. And I'm parked a little bit away because they had the boat, so they parked, like, kind of in first to launch the boat. Yeah. 
and I'm out in the regular parking lot. And so I'm like, what the hell? So I'm putting my stuff on, and I see him talking to him. And he's, like, jockeying around him. He's, he's going, you know. And I'm like, oh, here we go, dude. And uh, so they're talking. He's like, he said, yeah, there's some line or something you can't cross. And it's like, that kid's full of shit, man. The guy <laughs> just told us you launch it to. We're like, whatever. You know, it's like, well, we're up. We better get the boat in the water and go find a spot. So, yeah. So we did. And uh, we get going, and we found a cool spot. We, we parked the boat, and we walked in a little ways. And we're, we're following a friggin' pen. Is what we're doing. We're, right. None of us have been there. It's dark as hell. It's kind of a monkey river down there. Snags everywhere. So you're just looking at your phone, hoping that you're. Yeah, and we're looking. Well, it was hella cool, like wooded timbery area. You know, a bunch of willow tree. It was cool. And I'm like, man, this is cool. Well, we just sit up here. No, no, the pen's further up here. And it's like, okay, well, Ken's walking in the water, and this is a pond. This isn't like a marsh. Mm-hmm. And me and Jared are up on the bank, and there's a trail. Well, he keeps going in the water. Well, we can't see him, of course. Well. He friggin' over, ups in his waders, oh, throws no. himself up with waders, dude. And it was like, oh, no. This is probably, like, not even 3 a.m. No, at this point. No, this is, point. like, probably 2.30. Wow. 2.30 in the morning. So we get him back to where we finally find where we're going. He's soaked, you know. Get where we're going. He stays there, strips down. Jared, dude, these Jeffrey guys are prepared. He had extra clothes and shit because <laughs> that this dude would have died of hypothermia if he hadn't had that shit. He's in there sleeping. He put a plastic bag I had on his feet. <laughs> <laughs> so we go back. We get the decoys, everything. We set up, and I'm thinking, I'm not hearing any ducks. I'm yeah. like, this is going to be horrible, dude. I'm not hearing any birds, and now we got four hours till shoot time, but here we are. <laughs> so we... Tried to just lay on the ground and sleep yeah. as fast as we could. And we did. I actually woke myself up snoring a couple times. <laughs> Laverne's sitting there like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> and uh, so, you know, Laverne's like, I knew this day would come where we would be homeless. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> the writing's been on the wall. <laughs> Since the day you brought me over the breeder, you bastard, I knew it. Now we're going to live here, huh? So anyway, um, about, I don't know, 5.30 or so, started hearing peep, peep, peep. Freaking teal. Oh, nice. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah. Here's some widgeon. Here's some mallards. Some birds landed in the pond. In you know, dark, we couldn't see them, but we heard them. And it's like, okay, maybe we're going to get something here, you know. Meanwhile, poor Ken's over there freaking turning blue, dying of hypothermia. And uh, so get him. We, we sat up. He was just sitting there trying to stay warm. So Jared threw all the decoys and everything. We kind of set up, and they're just like hella cool. Somebody made a, a blind, a natural blind out of like a fallen willow tree. Brushed it all. It looks perfect. Nice. So um, Jared got in there, and I said, well, I'm going to stand at, at shoot time over on the other side of this tree here because it, it will come. It's like, I, you know, once sun comes up, I'll get over there. But right now, I think this is a good spot. And so sun comes up. Riggin' Teal just started bombing in, man. And we had... We had quite a few in short order, and I think we ended up with, took home 13 or 15, so it wasn't limits. I can't remember. 13 or 15 we took home. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, almost all hens. <laughs> <laughs> Teal population's not going to do very good yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we smoked the heck out of the hens, but, I mean, we had balls of teal coming in. You know, 20, I mean, it, yep. it looked like it, and it felt a little bit like Mexico, because that style of hunting. That. So so the pond, was the pond surrounded by trees? Yeah. yeah. So they had to kind of drop in to get yeah. there? Yeah, so they would just kind of bomb. and So you'd see them for a minute, and they'd duck below the trees and hit up that whistle, and then they'd bump back over and come in. And Oh, that's cool. It was really a good deal. And uh, 
the furthest shot, you know, because the, the pond was probably maybe 60 yards wide. Yeah. So even when they swung wide, they weren't way out of range. You know, so a lot of time they fly down the middle of it. Well, the middle they're in range. Yeah. And we knocked the birds. Laverne worked her butt off yesterday. She got a lot of birds. And it was all water. We couldn't walk out there. And a couple we lost that were, like, in the trees, like, high in the trees. Really? Yeah, because the way it was. Like they there's, fell in the trees? They, you know, they dove into the pond. We're shooting, and they're on their way out, knock one down, and it's, like, you know, 20 foot off the ground up in the trees. You oh, know, that's Over wild. water that yeah. we can get to. But we, we did our – so we quit kind of shooting that way. We did our best to limit. We only lost a couple. It sucks losing anything, but we did lose a few. And then we had some mallards working, too, and they were working great. And then you know how it always goes. Somebody else in the refuge shoots. Oh, yeah. Spooked them. So we never actually got a shot at mallards. They were in range, but I will say I like hunting with these guys. They were trying to get them kind of feet down. Yeah. And we weren't into just taking a pot shot at them. So we're working and working them. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. We didn't end up with any mallards, but it was an awesome hunt, awesome time. I lost some sleep, but it was well worth it, and I can't appreciate enough uh, Ken and Jared inviting me. Yeah, a bunch of bunch of teal on it. That sounds great. That sounds oh, yeah. like a lot of fun. My favorite eating anyway, and you know, a lot of people, oh, damn little birds. You're never going to hear me say that. I love them teal. Like a cold Mexico, huh? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was like, you know. Because Mexico's warm when you hunt, Oh, right? yeah, you're out there, yeah, T-shirt. I mean, it's don't get below 70 degrees at night, you know. Oh, wow. So so this refuge, it sounds like when you check in and you drive to the area, you're kind of on your own. Like, So yeah. do, do they give you a hunt card? Do you yeah, you get a hunt card, and you got to go back and turn it in and stuff, show me birds. So that. they give you a hunt card, like, the night before, before you can launch a boat? Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah. Um, that guy did it, and I mean, he saved us a bunch of time because we had had to wait till whenever the check station opens. But I guess it's two o'clock. I don't know. But yeah, so you know, we're thinking standard hour and a half for shoot time. Yeah, we're gonna get our card and then we're gonna go launch the boat. And uh, no, that was not the case at all. It was he gave it to us at like eleven o'clock at night. So that's crazy that he was even awake at an well, check really station. Wasn't. I think Ken was beating on the window or something. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy was because they have like a bed back there, a cot or something. Wow. Yeah, but uh, that's I mean, a dedicated refuge worker, man. And he was, and he was really nice about it. He's like, "Hey, well, you guys are checking now if you want." I was like, "Really? Well, that'd be perfect." And then we can just sleep over there and then launch the boat. And yeah. no, it worked out. We we're the second ones on the water. We heard boats. We'd never seen another one other than that one first bro. And then there was like thirteen trucks and trailers when we came back. So in this situation, the boat was just to get you to the area that you could park the boat and then walk. That's the way this pond works now. The rest of that place, I don't have a clue. I'd kind of like to go back there. I don't know if you're allowed. To, well, it's probably really low in the summer. Yeah. I'd kind of like to go back and explore the place and see, because it was pretty cool hunting. It was, I mean, it's almost like down south a little bit, the way you're in the woods and you're in a, you know, natural blind. And it was fun. I, I'd definitely like to go back. Should have brought your remote control alligator. Oh, that would have been perfect for that country. It looked like alligators <laughs> could live in that stuff, man. That would have been perfect. <laughs> that thing broke right yeah i ran my backpack over <laughs> side by side i need to get another one yeah I, that one guy whose name should not be mentioned i scared him with that thing <laughs> i don't know what did we tell a story on here i don't know what we did or not i don't know tell yeah, it again yeah you guys might have seen this ad. i remember a couple of years ago that i seen an ad on instagram for this like remote control alligator it looks like an alligator swimming and I, i'm gonna buy that so the thing, it took forever to show up. It was during COVID. I mean, it took forever. It finally got here, and I put that thing in the water. I'm duck hunting with this one goofy guy, and I'm driving around through the decoys, and uh, he, uh, what's that? I don't know. <laughs> that's an alligator. 
Fuck, I think you're right. It is. That thing gets any closer, I'm going to shoot it. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, it's a freaking alligator in December in California in a rice field. Yeah. But he was like him. He said he was going to shoot it. it. It never entered his mind that I might have been playing a trick on him. He thought it was an alligator. Someone had an exotic pet. Yeah, yeah, that escaped, which I can see the things thriving for a little while, but come wintertime, those things don't move, but I don't know, that was pretty funny, so I, I recommended everybody get one of them in full with some dipshit in your friggin' hunting group. Yeah, because don't they, I mean, you lived in Florida, but don't alligators just kind of like, not kind of hibernate, winter, right? winter, they basically hibernate. Yeah, yeah they can live for days without popping up yeah, or something. Yeah, because I, I, I think they flow their... Um, blood down so much everything that they can like even don't need air that much so oh, they'll like yeah. sit underwater for an extended period of time and stuff they just they don't really move at all they're not feeding they're not doing anything oh there's a dodge charger right there <laughs> <laughs> they uh yeah now i don't know if i asked you this before on the podcast but did you ever duck hunt in florida no there wasn't anything in that part of the world um, well, I wasn't really into it that much then. I'd only been a handful of times. Yeah. And I, I dove hunted, I deer hunted there. But Was the dove hunting good? Not for me. There's no. some private guys. I mean, I shot a couple. There's a public ground that they've started recently and made dove fields. Mm. And it might be good by now. It was pretty new at that time. And then this one kid I met, his family had a big, you know, they call it a farm down there, not a ranch. And I hunted with him a couple times, and we got a few, but it was nothing lights out. I just think it's crazy people duck hunt there. Yeah. I mean, you're, like, literally fighting alligators for your ducks. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of them don't have Labradors. Now, the part I lived in, there wasn't any alligators. There, I shouldn't say any. Right. There wasn't a lot. Yeah. Um, panhandle, they, I don't know if they killed them all off. I, I don't know what, but there wasn't a I've seen only a few in the wild there. And uh, so I think you'd be able to hunt there. Just, I, there's not even really any, that northwest part of Florida, there's not really a duck hunting culture. It's all deer, you know, and fishing's huge there, obviously. Uh. But uh, I've looked it up since, like, moving away from there, and they do they do some, you know, sea duck type hunts and oh, stuff. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. I've got a buddy down there, and I've asked him about it, and he said, no, nah, it just isn't really anybody that does it here. And there's not really any spots. They'll have mallards, I guess, and I'm sure some teal go through there, but... Yeah. And a lot of divers, but. Because Texas, they do. Like, not yeah. in the area not far from Florida. Well, yeah, just like that. I mean, Alabama's right yeah. there. Because where I was at, I mean, five miles from Alabama, they, they duck hunt there. And then they, Mississippi, obviously, is huge. Right. But I think it's just a little bit more north because I was right on the coast, you know. Uh. And then in Florida, central Florida, they, there's a pretty good number of duck hunters down there, like Lake Okeechobee and all that. But that northwest corner of Florida, there just isn't a whole lot. But so, what time do you guys end that in that duck hunt Saturday? It's pretty early. Um, what time was? I'm kind of looking at a picture here to see gauge it. I think that we were taking pictures by nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I think Jared's guy's crazy, dude. He had to work by three o'clock. Wow. So they're pretty hardcore, man. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's in his late 20s, so that makes it a little easier. But Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The makes dude, it a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we ended up pretty early. And, I mean, it, it, I'm sure we could have scraped out a few. And yeah. you know how it is when you're trying to go. It, it just keeps up. Oh, one yeah. more, one more. And, and uh, yeah, they both had other things to do. And I needed to get home, too. So, 
if it was a little closer, we probably would have stuck it out. I mean, past nine. But, yeah. Um, I, I don't, obviously it must have not been lights out because everybody was still there when we got back. So nobody like got limits and boogied out of there at, you know, uh, eight in the morning or nothing. Yeah. So, and we heard a good amount of shooting. Uh, so I don't know how everybody else did, but I, I mean, I was really happy with what we did. Oh yeah. So, that sounds fantastic right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think yesterday, uh, I told you I didn't fire a shot and, uh, now the other blind out by the refuge that that we have out there, he, I know he had at least three ducks. Oh really? Yeah. So I don't know. They just they weren't in our area. Huh. What do you know? What kind? Uh, I think he had a greenhead, a teal, and maybe a spoonie. Huh. Well, that three ain't bad on the days. No, I mean I hunted the day before Thanksgiving out at uh, the Taj Mahal blind. Yeah. And. And had three ducks, and had a you know I was just hunting by myself. I thought it was a fun, fun little morning. Yeah, last I think I talked about it last week. You, you weren't on, but when I talked to the left coast guys, oh, we got to bring them up too. Um, yeah, we had three sprig come right over the blind, right at shoot time, and look literally right. You know, it was six thirty-one or whatever, and it's like okay, it's go, and then oh shit, and they kind of we kind of snaked us. And I hit the, I mean, the kid I took hunting, I looked like I knew what I was doing. It beep, beep, beep on the sprig whistle. Whipped right around, come straight in over the top, just perfect, you know. And yep. Boom, boom. We shoot. We knock down. There were three drakes. We both knocked one down and never fired another shot. So, I don't know. That blind down there, I don't usually like going down there, but it's been a little bit more productive, I think, lately than my it's favorite. been doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I did hunt this morning, and uh, I, I got a pintail, so I'm I'm happy now. Now I feel like I'm a real duck hunter. <laughs> yeah, been a week without. At least you got off the board. And was that super early too? Uh, no, no. no. It, was, it was like maybe I don't know, probably less than an hour after oh, yeah. shoot time. But yeah, just big group of pintail. You know, I'm looking at some specs and calling out some specs, and out of the corner of my eye, I just see a big group of pintail, and they're they're just right on the right on the deck, but but not cupped up, just flying, you know, yeah, yeah. like they're, so I just whipped around and picked out the biggest, brightest bird I could. <laughs> double, <laughs> Hell no, no. Double not. banded and a neck collar <laughs> on a spring. <laughs> no, I just shot at the one that was closest. <laughs> yeah, it's not a nice looking bird. I'm looking at it there, but I, uh, I told you this off air, but I went into KC's yesterday with my, uh, limit of, uh, teal. Yeah. And, uh. A bunch of duck hunters in there. Yeah, I'd recommend any of you refuge guys, club guys in the sink or wherever, swing into KC, have a beer. It'll get a little urban at times, but you're in there early afternoon during duck season. There's going to be some like-minded people in there. I got in a jukebox war and had to kind of duck out before <laughs> dark time before I ended up getting shanked. But uh, Threw all the honky-tonk on there? Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's, yeah there's some side-eye from some of the local uh, night people that hang out there, but fuck oh. them. I don't care duck season you got to deal with whitey for a couple months so dude bar, <laughs> bars at night are totally different than during oh, the day 100 yeah Every, even the best bars it's like a different it's just yeah. a different crowd and i wasn't there late at all i think i left at like 3 30 i mean i was beat but uh anyway i walk in the door and there's all these five six dudes you know camo and stuff lined up at the bar and they start clapping hey we got a duck hunter that actually got a duck you know because it's <laughs> That's just been funny. so bad for everybody and uh yeah, I, and I talked. They said they actually 
Because I'll ask the cleaner lady. That's kind of a good way to judge how a hole everybody's doing. Yeah. And she said, well, it's actually this w- today was a little bit better. Yeah. It's been. Well, it was a bit of a storm Saturday. Yeah. Nothing, I mean, a little drizzle and some wind. It wasn't so a storm. So they said, yeah, last weekend for them was rough, they said. They yeah. Said, but this weekend was a little bit better. So. Man, last weekend sucked for me. It yeah. was horrible. Yeah, if I hadn't, yeah, me too. I got what? I got one Thanksgiving morning. Yep. I got sn- skunked. Thursday afternoon, I was the only one in the whole valley hunting, probably. Everybody else was eating Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. I got skunked. I fired a shot, probably higher than I would have liked to, but I had my 10-gauge, and I'm selling that thing, dude. That jam-o-matic, man. Is it? It won't not jam. I don't know. If anybody knows a good gunsmith, send me a message, because it things like brand new, but it, it jams every freaking shot. Browning? Literally. Yeah, no, Ithaca. Oh, Ithaca, yeah. Every shot, it freaking jams. That sucks. I took it apart. I rolled it all up. Thought that might do it. Now, instead of what do they call it when it, it's not stove, but when it put it sits sideways and jams, it was just not ejecting them all the way. Yeah. Now it's just going straight back up into the barrel with the empty. Oh wow! Yeah, which that can cause some problems where it will launch two in at once and shit. And luckily, it ain't done that yet. But I, I'm over that thing. I've, I haven't killed one bird with that thing. That's crazy. All these boss friggin' high dollar shells, I haven't killed nothing. You haven't had it very long. I've had it a couple of years, but I don't use it a lot. But yeah. the boss I just got for this year, and uh, I wish you'd get rid of ammo on this steak because I'm ready to friggin' get rid of the whole 10 gauge experiment. I'm sticking 12. Yeah. I don't know. I think this whole sub gauge thing is kind of a fad, and I think I, I like it to an extent. At the end of the day, I'm, not, I'm sick of changing guns around. I just. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing is to stick with one gun. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, I mean, twenty gauge is a completely capable gun. I have no beef with a twenty. I don't need to shoot one. I'm fine with my twelve. I mean, I only usually kill birds with one BB anyway, so it doesn't matter if it comes from a twelve or a twenty. Most of the time, <laughs> I'm lucky if I can get one BB out of them. So, but I don't know. And I just did inherit from my good old buddy Bert that passed uh, model twelve Winchester. Nice. That's going to be a cool gun. I probably will take that out here on a nice day. Yeah. That's a cool gun. So full choke barrel, so I'll save my boss for that one. But that's a cool gun. But yeah, yeah, I think I think the duck hunting right now is is worth going out, but you know, it's 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 hit or miss. I think there's definitely some guys having some good days out there. Probably this weekend there's some good days, I imagine. Yeah, I I mean, you had a good day. I mean, I'm talking to, you know, I talk to, you know me, I don't shut up. I talk to a lot of people all over. Yeah. And it's a pretty wide consensus. There's always the anomaly. Yeah. Well, I had a good hunt, and I guess I could be saying that too, because I did yesterday. But as a whole, there's not a lot of people killing anything, and even high-dollar places. Some oh, of the yeah. guides are struggling a little bit right now. I've heard, so, yeah. Yeah, we really got to pray for some weather. You know, I know it was in the 30s all week in Washington last week. Well, I'm hoping that does something because this is rough, man. We haven't got a lot of rain this year either. No, we have not. No. Not at all. It's we had way more weather by this time last oh, yeah. year. So their whole another wet winter, unless it comes late. And you look in the 10 day, I don't see nothing really out there of any significance. Did you? Uh, I think there's it's one a little better. Or something. Yeah. But no, it's definitely, you know, kind of a bummer. What is it? This one? Yeah. Yeah. that's kind of been our duck we've had a lot of fun and we've killed birds it just hasn't been 
we got kind of spoiled last year because we as a club had our banner year last year. I th- since oh, yeah. our club's inception, last year was by far the best. Last year was good. We yeah. got some specs flying over right now. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're about. Oh, yeah. I see some way out there. Yeah. Too. They, uh, Sometimes they'll fly over the neighborhood, man, in shooting distance. I know. They do that at the shop. <laughs> well, I, not so much specs, but the honkers will be coming off, heading to their another residential area, and they'll come over, and it's like, that's in range, man. But yeah, I, I'm, I've talked to a lot, not as many people as you, but I've talked to a lot of guys around here, um, you know, through baseball or whatever, and a lot of them hunt refuges, and some guys hunt the rice, and a lot of them aren't doing very good at all yeah. this year. They're, no, no one's too happy, but... I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, you just got to go. Yeah. I mean, you go and you get, you're grateful for what you get and, you know, it'll, it'll break out here at some point. I mean, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to stay home and, and wait for good reports before I go yeah, out. Yeah, I'd be a friggin' butt hurt, sulking friggin' wuss and sit around, oh, no ducks, screw this. You know, I love them guys. It ain't even worth it to go out there. Well, then don't hunt at all. It's never worth it to go out there. I mean, I, I just go. If you can go, go, you know. Yesterday we were out of the blind and I think we were at, Stassi's having breakfast by nine thirty. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's quite the jaunt from them blinds. Yeah, yeah that's so, a thirty minute or more drive. Over, yeah, isn't it? yeah. But you know, by eight thirty, it became pretty apparent that we are wasting our time. Yeah, yeah. You always got to go, and I mean, I've went in the years past. You go just for that ten minutes after shoot time. You know, and that's kind of the way it worked out the week before for Bradley and I. We got them two right at freaking shoot time, and then hey. Yep. You know, one is so much better than none. I mean, dude, if birds are flying, though, I'll, I'll get my hopes up and stay out there. Yeah, me yeah. too. Even I, if I haven't I, shot I, anything I, yeah. by 8.30, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a cheap date. They swing by, give me a little look, I'm gonna, it'll, it'll make me stay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why we love it, though, you know. And these are the years where the, the real duck hunters are kind of made, I think, the ones that stick it out and keep going and don't, you know, I'll screw this and get bored with it like the way that I did with fishing. You know, I had a couple, you know, bad years of fishing and just kind of screwed this and gave it up but i ain't passionate about fishing that's no. so i'm not good at it either that <laughs> yeah i i'm not particularly i had a couple runs a couple years where i was pretty hot there for a minute but i don't know i just i don't get out of it what i do out of duck hunting yeah but i'm thinking about putting in some refuge hunts oh yeah, yeah. i mean i have put in online and i think i'm just i may I told this story last week, and everybody thinks I'm an idiot, and I probably am. I wanted to show that kid, Bradley, how the refuge system works. Yeah. You know, just this, you know, not the full experience, but, I mean, my house is 25 minutes from Dry Creek. I'm like, yeah, we'll go out here and get a number. We can, you know, look at all the bros, and I can talk some shit and do some politic and hand out some stickers. And, <laughs> you know, I... You Meet know, the fans. Yeah, let Laverne bark at everybody and, you know, not listen. And, uh... So we went out there, we got a number, and we were number 23. We got out there like 745, and number 23, that's not very many people putting in. No. And we ended up getting number five, which is a really good number. Oh, hell yeah. And I didn't have anything ready, and it was the same day. I was like, it's freaking 8 o'clock at night, dude. We got to have to go to Walmart, get a refuge pass. I got to go home. I, I'm not ready to go. Yeah. We want to get in bed till 10 o'clock, I'm thinking. And so we just went to the rice. I know that day, that next day when you told me you had uh, two sprig at first light, I thought you were at Little Dry Creek, <laughs> and I was because you know everyone's everyone in our clubs texting each other yeah, on Saturday so. mornings, yeah. you know how how you doing over there, all that stuff, and and I t- I told uh, 
I told guys, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, John's at Little Dry Creek right now. And then at Stassi's, I see you, and you're like, no, we don't have the rice. <laughs> I'm like, you got number five at Little Dry Creek. What do you mean? You got lotto number five. <laughs> well, I will not make that mistake again. If I'm putting in a number, I will have my refuge cart ready to go. I wonder how they did that day out there. I wonder, too. I wonder myself. I'm sure it wasn't lights out, but at the refuge, you always got a shock. There's birds yeah, around, oh, yeah. You know? And if you happen to be there when they when the birds show up, you know, so I don't know. I'm thinking about it. We talked about it in the off season. I think unless it starts heating up in our rice, I think it's time to start. Well, it's, a, it's a good year for that. When it's slow, you kind of have nothing to lose by trying new things, going different places. Yeah. Like you going, you going south Saturday, you know? I mean, that's a great time to do it. You have nothing to lose. That's the deal. I had nothing to lose other than sleep. And I was really being kind of a friggin' wuss about it, dude. Yeah. I was, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss all this sleep. And, I, and after we get burned, I feel like, God, what a freaking puss, dude. Tighten up, bro. What the hell happened? You used to go days on him without sleeping or food and just beer. So, Yeah, what do, you, what do you do out there? Because you don't bring coffee, so you bring like a rock star or something? Yeah, Red I'm not Bull. a big energy guy, drink guy, but I did bring a couple of little Red Bulls and then some little uh, salami and cheese, little wrapped things. They got some pretty cool hipster snacks now you get salami and cheese all wrapped up already oh yeah uh they kind of they call it california something but it's little chunks of cheese and salami it's kind of a healthy snack so i'll bring that a snickers bar a couple red bulls but yeah i didn't really eat a meal until shit six o'clock last night i didn't eat dinner the night before yeah shit well that's why like i tend to lose a little weight during duck season because i don't i don't bring snacks to the blind yeah i normally don't either i did being so far from home yeah and we're out in the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would have yeah. brought food just for that evening. And, yeah. like, yeah, you got to have some food with It'd you. It would have been nicer if we could have made it down there early and maybe hung out. It's like, I don't want to have them on a podcast. Yeah. It just, by the time they got there and everything, it's like, dude, we're not doing this thing at midnight. No, there's like <laughs> three hours between when they got there and you launched. <laughs> exactly. That's wild. And then when we, you know, they had to go and I, and I had to go. And I'm like, I don't feel like doing a podcast right now anyway, you know. So, we will, well, I'd like to get them on at some point. Maybe you can be around. We can get them on. Meet yeah, for sure. The crack house or something and bring them over. But I can't thank uh, them enough. Look old Ken up on Instagram. I don't know why his name's this, but it goes by the the Rude Gentleman. That's Ken Jameson's name on there. He's a cool guy. Good hunter. And Jared Goss. He's on, I see him on uh, Facebook. I don't think he has Instagram, right? Found him on there. But he's on all the Facebook waterfowl pages and the Nor- or NorCal waterfowl and shit site. He's on that one all the time, posting stuff. And So you can look them guys up. They're good guys, friends of the show. And uh, maybe we'll Beauregard another hunt where you can make it off of them. Yeah, no, I'd love to. That's yeah. just bad timing. You know, I can't, uh, I can't have my kids miss this stuff because I'm out duck hunting and then, you know, Ten years from now, when he's in rehab, crying about his childhood, it's gonna be my fault. <laughs> no, and, I, and I'll never knock a guy for that, you know. But this, that gives me a good idea, and this will segue into our next little thing. Um, you've heard of those, you know, the saying. You've used the term, you know, uh, waterfowl widow. Yeah. Um, well, our friends at Left Coast Waterfowl, they sell a whole line of those shirts, the waterfowl widow shirts and hats. And we thought, how about waterfowl orphans? Waterfowl orphans. Yes, and then you just send your kids in those shirts, and hey, oh, his dad's duck hunting. That's why he's missed his game. That's oh yeah, it's not that he's dead drunk at the bar. Or he's cheating with on his with his secretary. No, he's a duck hunter. Yeah. So 
be a little nice if you see a kid wandering around in a waterfowl orphan shirt. That means his dad's out doing the Lord's work, <laughs> hunting ducks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hunt a lot of Christmases, but not the morning. No, not know, the morning. My kids are still young you enough. Get, no, they I never did either, man. Not yeah. when they're little. You can't do it when they're little. They, dude, my, my kids, any other day, you know, you wake them up for to do you know chores or school or whatever and you know oh, i'm tired or whatever christmas morning they still like <laughs> especially my youngest it's like 6 a.m he's knocking on the door <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly we gonna do this or what i used to tell uh my kids and they're little that uh santa started duck hunting so he ain't coming around no more <laughs> San- santa's uh been following the migration <laughs> yeah. from the north and uh yeah, sorry, he'd rather guys. be in the duck blind yeah he ain't gonna be here God, I used to mess with them when they were little. Did I ever tell you about the leprechaun trap? No. Okay, well, Hank had a little experiment. He, he, or It's like the elf on the shelf yeah. type thing, but with leprechauns. They did it during St. Patrick's. So he had to make this little leprechaun trap. And he was, he was going to catch one. I mean, he was convinced. He was like in kindergarten or first grade. He's going to catch this leprechaun. And so he made this trap. And, I mean, he was dead serious about it. So, he goes to bed. So, I had the idea. What if the leprechaun took a dump in his trap? (laughs) So, (laughs) his mom bakes up, uh, you know, gets one of the, like, a croissant roll type thing and puts a bunch of glittery stuff in it and all this and kind of makes it what you might imagine a leprechaun turd would look like, you know, a rainbowy freaking leprechaun turd. Well, we put that in his trap. And we left a little, nice try, Hank, you'll never catch me, <laughs> and leave him. And, yeah, there's a little friggin' deuce laying in his trap, and the kid was just friggin'. <laughs> he runs it, that leprechaun took a dump in my trap. <laughs> and then his sister, who was in on it, that was older than him, goes out there and goes, huh, takes a bite of it. That kid started, oh, my God, I can't believe you ate a leprechaun turd. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> That was funny as hell, man. Yeah, old Hank and his leprechaun trap. Now he thinks I'm a jerk for doing that. But, but he full-on bought it. And then, when, like I say, why did when his sister took a bite of it, and he's friggin' dry heaving. That was funny as hell. Oh, man. that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was probably fun being raised by me, playing all these jokes on my kids. But Raised by a celebrity podcaster. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Easily top ten podcaster in Gridley, California. Oh, Easy, <laughs> easily in the top ten. I, I would say top ten Sac Valley duck hunting podcasts. Well, that might be pushing. I don't know how many of them there are. Um, Sharon's heading out to sea tomorrow, first time. Oh yeah, yep. They're gonna go nice. out for fifteen days or something. That'd be a good experience. Yeah, yeah. First time. I don't know if you get seasick on a carrier or not. No, not, not unless there's a big really storm or be something. Pretty gnarly seas, but I got it's gonna be cold. North Atlantic and December is probably pretty chilly. They don't give them a lot of stuff either. You're responsible for getting a lot of your more own clothes and crap. Like uniforms or? Not uniforms. Well, they you've got to pay for them. Yeah. But, uh, like, they give you, like, a little flimsy set of coveralls to wear, but nothing for, like, warmth under it. You bet you've got to go buy some long johns. Oh, and stuff. yeah. Luckily, the, you know, people have already been there and deployed and stuff. Like, hey, you're going to need to do this, this, and this because. Oh, yeah, because it's a, she's on the flight deck. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be cold, yeah, yeah. And wet. And, yeah, I thought they had to supply them a little bit better, but they don't. <laughs> that was super weird. Yeah. And then she was on there like three weeks before they gave her coveralls, and somebody starts yelling, where's your coveralls, Sandbeck? And she's like, nobody gave me any. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. But she said it's kind of because she's such a rule follower, and it's like, well, it's supposed to be this way. Well, the military just kind of <laughs> does what they do, you know. You know, there's all these rules, but, like, they don't follow them. And we're, uh, we're giving all the warm weather clothes to the Ukrainians right now. That's probably what's going on. Sorry, sailors. Yeah, you're, it's going to friggin', you know, some friggin' Eastern European right now. It's being sold on the black market <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> exactly. That's all, that, that's all that crap. But, yeah, no, that should be interesting to see. Yeah, shoot, man. Even when I was in the military, we got warm weather, like 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 Long John type stuff issued. They're They're getting cheap now. Yeah, no, they, uh, she hasn't got issued a lot, and then they charged them $8 for Thanksgiving dinner. What? Yeah. Wow. How do they charge you $8 on your own ship for Thanksgiving dinner? That's crazy. I didn't know they could do that. I didn't either. And I'm like, I asked her several times, like, nope, you have to pay 8 bucks if you want to eat the Thanksgiving dinner. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, then a bunch of Brits came into port, and I don't know if they charged the Brits, but she said the whole ship was overrun with them limey bastards. Man. So I don't know if they had to pay or not, but yeah, I thought that was like really eight bucks. Yeah, but um, anyway, let's talk a little bit about our clothing line that we got going, Robert. Yeah, a little. Well, it's not us. It's nothing to do with us. But uh, anyway, if you listeners listened last week with the Jeremy's from Left Coast Waterfowl, um, official Left Coast Waterfowl, their their podcast page, and. We had talked about maybe doing some type of collaboration, and Jeremy don't fuck around. He got that stuff up, and he's got a couple of different shirts, and I haven't been on here. He's got the single drunk duck. You can get that in a shirt or a hoodie. Yeah, um, support alcoholism. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. This, this, yes, all the proceeds of this will go to my drunkard suffrage <laughs> movement. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's a cool deal. Um this is a way for you guys to, you know, you like our swag. We got a badass logo, you know. No thanks to me. Sal at work drew it up for us. And uh way to get stuff out there. There's not a lot of money to be made here, but I don't much care about that. As you all know, since I gave all our shit away last time. I was going to say, yeah, this is actually the, the more financially responsible thing for you to do, to just have someone else make shirts yes. and sell them. Yes. Because we ordered, I don't remember how many about hundreds thousand, of dollars of. About a thousand bucks. Yeah. And. Yeah. And uh, you paid for over half of that, and man, we didn't sell a single thing, but we—it's all gone. Yep, gave it every bit of it away. Yep, I'm just like the Robin Hood of duck hunting, I guess. <laughs> we, yeah, we set up a table <laughs> at Duck Days, and we're like, oh, we might sell some. Well, you know, five bucks, ten bucks, something cheap. Nope. Yeah. Now this year we're gonna we're gonna load up before this time with different. Like, I'll, I'll probably get a bunch of this stuff there. Yeah. And maybe we'll do the donation thing. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. And all we're going to do is put the money back into this, what we're doing, and, you know, the Marysville Parade, because that's uh, going to be the headliner next year. We're going to have the best flow of the Marysville <laughs> Christmas Parade. I uh, mean, hey, we talked about doing Duck Days and made it happen, so maybe Marysville Christmas Parade is going to happen. That'd be fun to me, man. I like doing that stuff, and, you know. It's going to start at Stassi's, though, for us. Yeah, no doubt. It'll start and end there. Well, it'll probably end in the Yuba County Jail, but... Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, check out Jeremy's official Left Coast Waterfowl page, and not just our stuff. He's got all, like I was telling you, that Waterfowl Widow stuff. I was going to show. I got it pulled up here. I was going to show Robert. Cause he our, uh, the, the hoodies on here, though, look, they look pretty sweet. They got the, the stamp logo behind it. Yeah. It's not really a stamp, but it's kind of like a stamp. It's square. Yeah, yeah. Our, our logo, like our shirts. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. 
where that is. But he's got all kinds of different logos on here and stuff. It's pretty cool. And he's a cool guy. He, I mean, they, if you listened last week, they guess they're all into getting kids out and vets. Everybody wants to protect the kids and vets. What about the drunks, man? There's somebody <laughs> looking out for us. <laughs> I was watching Bad Santa earlier today. <laughs> That's hella funny. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have an alcoholics <laughs> program by any chance? Hey, man, you can keep me sober for half a day if you do this. I think it's the least you could do. <laughs> I don't see his waterfowl whittle stuff on here. That's it. I'm going back to alcoholism. <laughs> no one's helping me. If you don't get me a hunt in the butte sink, I'm going back to being a drunk. <laughs> oh, there it is. See this? Where the. So I see that waterfowl widow, thanks to left coast waterfowl. Yeah, so like I say, if you're listening, Jeremy, you got to get yourself a, a waterfowl orphan shirt too, you know, because you don't just abandon your wife, you do abandon the whole family. So that's I true. Know, I think that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't stop at the wives, we <laughs> abandon everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, other than the dog, everybody's getting left. So, oh, yeah, no, dog's the happiest one in the family. <laughs> exactly. The dog's yeah. having a great time. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's so, only 107 days or whatever it is. Except so. for Laverne, which he thinks you're going to be homeless. Yeah, I know. Poor damn Trump. <laughs> she was beat yesterday, too, man. And then I know you've seen that. I don't know what they're called, but they're like little spiky balls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I must have dug 100 of them off of her. Yeah, those things suck. They were horrible. And then she always gets them, like, under her tail. Yep. And then, like, I mean, if I guess if a dog had butt cheeks, like, right <laughs> on the back of her legs. Yeah, oh, yeah. And... I mean, they were embedded in there so bad. Like, and she was, when we got out of the truck, she was done. She was done. So she climbed in her kennel. I'm trying to get her to, and she's like, no. And I'm like, all right, well. So she had to ride home that way. And I was like, shit, she ain't going to be able to lay very comfortable because she's got the damn thing stabbing her. And then when I got home, same deal. I had to climb up in the truck and, like, physically, like, get out of here. And then brought her in, and I sat there. It took me probably 30 minutes to dig them all out. Holy cow. But you got to get them out of there. Yeah. I thought I was going to like have to cut them out with scissors or something, but I ended up finally just getting them all out because when you're cutting, they're poking you when you're digging yep. it too. So I ended up putting gloves on, ah. but I finally got them all out. Those things, I don't know what that thing's called, but they're horrible, man. So so that uh, type of pond you're hunting yesterday, man, if it wasn't for a dog. You, you couldn't do it without yeah. a dog or a kayak. Yeah. It was impossible. It was super shallow, but there was other spots that were you know deeper. And like where we were shooting them, yeah, you couldn't have done it without a dog and i appreciate because i know jared's got a dog yeah and you know me i don't leave my dog at home so i appreciate and it well i wouldn't have worked out anyway i was in lincoln i wasn't gonna drive home take my dog home and then down there so right. yeah i'm bringing my dog and it worked out good so i'm sorry jared's dog had to stay home but he ain't fixed and neither is laverne and uh, well his dog probably is a you know isn't isn't going to be afraid of homelessness when it goes so less anxiety yeah i have uh yeah i have created a monster with this dog if anything happens to me she will be like that oh i haven't told you anything about this we got to bring this up and i'm doing some research <laughs> all right all right we yeah we got it we got a couple minutes yes okay in sutter in the 1970s there was a monkey this dude had a monkey that would go to the bar there used to be bars in sutter this monkey would drink beer, smoke cigarettes, high five, do a little yeah. monkey thing, like a chimpanzee. Okay, that's the coolest thing in the world to me. I would love to have a monkey. And there was one in Sutter. And there were, this is all, this is why you hang out in bars, people. About a month ago, I was sitting at stands on a Sunday night, and this old guy's in there. 
And he, I don't know how this conversation came up, but he's like, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, I got this brand new coat from Montgomery Wards and, you know, he grew up in Sutter. Yeah. And then my dad, hey, go over there and say hi to Gus the monkey. His monkey's name was Gus. Well, Monk, Gus loved beer and cigarettes. He hated fucking kids. So he beat the shit out of kids all the time. Every kid he could get a hold of, he beat the <laughs> shit out of. So <laughs> he grabbed this kid, which is an old man when he's telling me this story, and he friggin' shakes him, rips his coats all the shreds, spins him around like a helicopter, throws him against the <laughs> Because you know how strong them freaking chimpanzees are. Dude, they kill people. They kill people, yeah. yeah they bite your nuts off and yeah. everything else. So anyway, when this old man's telling the story, I can see the, the fear in his eyes, dude. He's going back 50 years to when this happened. And two other guys, that's it, bullshit. One guy's like, I'm out of here. I can't hear anymore. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, he started a controversy. At yeah, the I'm like, no, this is the truth. I can see that this guy's not full of shit. And so began my story for more information about Gus the Monkey. So I know some people in Sutter made some phone calls, and it's true. This one family had him, and he was really a nice monkey. This one lady, she was like raised with like, he was like her brother growing up. He ate at the kitchen table with him and everything else. Well, the guy died, her dad, and the monkey, nobody could control him after that. He died of a broken heart two years later. But that's why he got a bad rap for hating kids. Because he really didn't beat the shit out of that many kids before his owner died. Interesting. Yes, I thought it was like compelling. I think that somebody needs to do a documentary on this. Evidently, there's photos of this monkey. I'm trying to... I, I'd bring the lady on the podcast that grew up with this monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see pictures of this because, you know, in the 70s, the BJ and the Bear and all the movies, I mean, monkeys were really a popular thing in the 70s. Do you know if this is like a, a monkey or a chimp? It was a, chimp, a chimpanzee, yeah. Yeah, and those are strong. Those oh, are yeah. hella strong. Yeah. Yeah. And like I say, he just he loved beating the shit out of kids. But, I mean, how cool would that be? You'd take your monkey, you just sit there at the bar and drink beer. and hee-hee-hee. I mean, that'd be The sick. monkey drink beer? Yeah. That's, That's wild. Yeah, and smoke cigarettes and. And what? What around what time frame was this? You it's think? Like 1972, is when I think, oh, the guy I talked to was attacked. So this is like early 70s, late 60s, early 70s. Interesting. Yeah, by, I think poor Gus wasn't long for the world by the time he attacked the guy I knew. But he lived a long, you know, life before that. But his only thing was if a kid was dumb enough to lure close enough, because I guess at the end they had to chain him to a tree. Because <laughs> he just got so that nobody could handle him. I feel like he just euthanized at that point. Yeah, I know. I think he was like be like euthanizing your brother, though. I think he's you know, like grew up with him, but I, I don't know. I think if my brother was doing that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, some kids deserve to get beat up, but I don't know. I hope the story of Gus the monkey lives on because that was a story. I talked to a bunch of people born and raised have no recollection of this. But the older generation did. And I don't know. That's a pretty cool story. Some mo- beer-drinking monkey that beats up kids. So. Isn't it wild? I mean, because people have owned monkeys and chimps and zebras and tigers, like that whole Tiger King, just this whole like subculture of people that want to own these weird animals. And it's always weirdos that do. Yeah. It's like snakes. I'm sorry. If you got a friggin' fish tank in your house with some deadly snake in there, you're kind of an oddball to me. Yeah. Or a non-deadly snake. I just, I don't, I mean, reptiles for pets is creepy to me. No. I know there's a whole lot of people that do them. I don't know if many duck hunters do them. But. Yeah. 
I guess you can buy garter snakes as pets. Oh, yeah. I yeah. don't like any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a snake. I'll run over women and children and get away from a gardener snake. <laughs> I hate them bastards. But well, I used to, I, I told you this before, not on a podcast, but I used to have to catch rattlesnakes. Really? Hot yeah. too? Yeah. Uh, when I worked at uh, Aerojet. Really? Yeah. It's not, they're not really a, they still have like an office out there, but they're not, it's not like it used to be. Yeah. Where they're building stuff. But yeah, uh, they call me and snakes would get in the building out there because it's like, uh, it's like the, uh, the goldfields, but in Rancho Cordova, like yeah. a bunch oh, yeah. of dredgers, yeah. like tailings and stuff. Well, that's where a lot of Sacramento was built, was from all that, when they mined that for gravel and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so uh, they uh, there's a ton of rattlesnakes out there, and they would get in, like, office buildings, like just ra- like people's <laughs> offices. So I'd have to go in there with a freaking bucket and snake tongs and find the snake. I, I hated it. Yeah, that's pretty rough. We've killed a couple of them at the shop. We had one baby getting this in our, I think last summer, actually. I don't know how the hell, we haven't seen a lot of rattlesnakes around there, but one ended up in there. But Man, they tore up, they tore up doing construction on that property, tore up some roads and stuff, and some uh, took some buildings down. Uh, Oof, all kinds of snakes. We hear, like, stories in West Texas, like old abandoned houses. There'll be freaking thousand snakes under house. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I'm out here, too. I mean, oh, yeah. 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 They're all around. They say for every one you see, there's a hundred or something, you know. Well, the crazy thing is we would, uh, we, you know, we dropped them off in this one area because we, we wouldn't kill them. We would just relocate them to a different part of the facility. Oh. So this one area that we relocated to them, I think it, they might have, like, housing tracks <laughs> over there now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, there's a lot of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. I should have given you a hazard pay or something for that. Man, I, uh, my, my work truck, uh, got a flat tire and all the rules, like, you know, these workplace rules, like, I don't know if it's the union or what, but you know, you can't just change a flat tire. Yeah. You have to call someone and like, oh, they're yeah. going to change it. Right. So yeah. uh, in the meantime, I needed a, I, was, I just had a snake in a bucket and is in the bed of the truck, you know, lid on it and everything. And uh, so I called my boss. Hey, I got flat. You know, I said, all right, I'm going to come. I had a female boss. Said, I'm going to come get you. I'm like, all right. Well, she didn't know that I'd, I'd just gone and got a snake. <laughs> and she doesn't have a truck. She came in there. You know, her work car was like this SUV, like a, go, a Ford Explorer or something. So I get in the front seat. I put the snake tongs and the bucket in the back seat and we're driving down the road and that thing's just rattling and she's like what's that noise <laughs> i was like it's a snake <laughs> she's like no really what is it i was like yeah i just pulled this rattlesnake out of this building <laughs> you know <laughs> she <laughs> slams on her brakes she's just she's like get that thing out of this car <laughs> really yeah oh she got freaked out really <laughs> oh yeah she wasn't picking up snakes <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> oh, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I learned I learned a, a little bit about rattlesnakes over the years there. I would say so. They, they, they stink, don't they? Uh, I, I heard they got like a musk. They might. I I just learned though. But when I go snake calls, like I'd always ask, like how how big was it? Because the baby ones always kind of try to run away from you. Yeah. And if it's big, then it's probably going to be in about the same area that they first oh, saw it. Yeah. Because these are like sometimes it's like mechanics or you know like plant operators and they're 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 not really afraid of them you know yeah. or at least they don't act like that yeah they are even if they are you know guys not are pearl clutching yeah 
Oh, it's a snake. Come save me. I'm standing on a kitchen chair. But, yeah. like, when you're, like, in the finance department oh, yeah. area. Oh, yeah. out, yeah. <laughs> They're clearing half the building. Yeah, that's hilarious, man. Man, that's... Yeah, I hate snakes. Um... Well, we live in a good area for duck hunting. We're we're not, you know, we pull garter snakes out of the blinds, but we're not. Yeah, little bitty ones. But we're not really dealing with a lot of snakes during the season. Have you ever heard of that? They call it the snake pit. I think Howard Slew or something. Gribble would know about it. It used to be a gardener snake conservation place or something, and it became part of the yeah. refuge. So I guess there's one, they call it the snake pit, one area out there that you go hunt. I don't know if it's a blind or sign pond or just free roam. They call it the snake pit, and there's like a million monster gardener snakes out there. Really? Yeah. Like huge ones. I don't know. Gribble will know about it. He'll probably message me tomorrow when he listens to this. But Well, they, they have a lot of, uh, I know in like the, by the airport, in the Natomas Basin Conservancy area, mm-hmm. that, that group that buys like mitigation land yeah. to make up for the development. Yeah. To mitigate the development, garter snake mitigation. Yeah, yeah. I guess some people can hunt it. Oh, really? I I've heard that. I don't know. I don't know how you get in that. Well, gardeners or uh, gunshots would definitely fit in in the Thomas area. <laughs> so I mean, you could be out there blasting away, and it's not going to be any different than <laughs> is any that other a duck hunter or a drive by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only thing is the hours of operation may be a little bit uh, different. You know. Yeah. Who, who's getting a gang fight at nine in the morning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or even yet, yeah, yeah, shoot time. No, that, you know they're doing their drive-bys at three in the morning, not friggin' six thirty in the morning. But a lot of those like little plots you see, at least is my understanding, you know. And someone's gonna be like, "No, you're wrong. You're full of shit, Robert." And they're probably right, but you know, you look on Google Maps and you see a bunch of rice fields, and then occasionally in between rice fields, you'll see some like marsh stuff. Yeah, yeah, but not big enough to be like a club. Yeah. A lot of that, I guess, is the, the garter snake, like, mitigation land. Really? I mean, I guess it's glad. Anything they're conserving, so I, you know what I mean? It To me, it doesn't really make up. Okay, we build this, you know, 10,000-house housing tract. Oh, and we've got a wetland over here of five acres. So yeah. It's all good, right? You know? Um, but at least there is a little bit of something. And then for the local residents that live there, you can walk down and see the wildlife and you know you can go yeah but they need like recreation mitigation to include hunting you know like they should be building more refuges for every development i agree and i think thank god cwa is doing what they yeah do. oh yeah you know what i mean because like i mean just a few years ago all these hunts weren't available you know i mean they, they had the grizzly island for uh, down there available forever yeah not forever but for an extended period of time but all these recent properties they've acquired it's hella awesome. That, that I mean, it's almost like CWA's taking it over. Yeah, you know? it's true. I mean, it's and I mean the hunting is excellent. Yeah, it's good hunting. Ma- it's, managed well. Yeah, friendly staff. So I don't know. As time goes on, I could see you know depending on if say you know some of the neighbors of these CWA properties, they start acquiring bigger chunks of ground. And I I don't know anything yeah. at all. But, I mean, I could see at some point maybe them, like, donating it to the state for a refuge or something. I, who knows? Yeah. You know? That'd be cool. Well, you have to do something. I mean, we have, you know, a lot of a lot of housing and a lot of people that live here, and they need stuff to do. I mean, I was thinking about that the other day when I was uh, uh, took that new hunter out. So I guess it wasn't the other day. It was like a month ago. But he uh, 
you know, we're just talking about because this is his first time hunting, but he really loved it. He was all in. He just thought it was awesome. But he, he's an outdoorsman in general, you know, likes to do other things outdoors. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about the waterfowl widow thing, and now, you know, waterfowl orphans. you got to abandon <laughs> the whole family. But, like, I think men in particular need something to do. Oh, dude. Yeah, we can't yeah. just, like, be sitting around in your freaking cookie-cutter neighborhood oh, going man. to the mall for fun. Like, that's not fun. No, a man needs a, some type of manly outlet, whether you're working on cars, you're hunting, yeah, you're fishing, you're, you know, you got to do something, woodworking, whatever. Any dude you know has something like that that he does, or he's a complete friggin' Steadman that just does whatever his wife says. Yeah, that right? sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I know a few of those people that have made a you know made a lifestyle just doing what their wife says. And I'm not telling you not to listen to your wife's guides, but I mean, that dude, sounds like giving up to me. Yeah, no, you, my man has to have a manly outlet where you're doing something. That's why like these billionaires go out duck hunting. Some of them stay in like their their camps are completely kind of shitty. Just kind of oh, yeah. you know kind of reground them into real life. Like they're staying in some shack out in the sink. They could have a Taj Mahal if they want to, but some of them kind of like that, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, and I agree. I think you, you guys got to stay grounded and and like manual, doing something with your hands, or you know, like I say, hunting, whatever. A dude's got to do it, or you become a chick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a lot of truth to that. I think I think it makes you happier. You know, you're talking about have you know we're going to start the first alcoholic hunt program in the state. Yes, but that's uh my goal yes but there are a lot of a lot of young men and middle-aged men who they do just kind of i mean what do they do smoke pot drink beer watch friggin' netflix yeah that dude i you mean you gotta have a passion man. you have to have something yeah you gotta have a passion something that you know i ain't my own kids it's like whatever it is you know and i you know obviously i'd love them all the hunt and everything but you yeah. gotta find something that's your deal you know yeah that you enjoy you know that gives you something to look forward to. Yeah, and it, and something good where you're actually doing something. You know? Well, I like playing video games. Okay, who gives a shit? Yeah. No, no, go build something out of wood. You know, friggin', you know, go become a mountain climber. Do, I mean, do something that's a little bit of effort to do, not sit there and play with your friggin' controller, you know? No, I agree, and I think, you know, obviously we, we're, we're on a duck hunting podcast. That's what we're, that's what we're, we're, we're into. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think a lot of people who haven't tried it, men and women, would really enjoy it. I I agree. I mean, well, like the guys we took up to the Northeast. Yeah, they never did it, and I, you know, Gradley didn't grow up in a hunting background. You know, he grew up in a you know nice neighborhood in the Bay. You know, he never he lives rurally now on purpose, and he's all into mechanical things on a side. You know, he he has plenty of side hustles, but he. Uh, goes out once and he loved it and it ain't like you know he had a banger i think he might have shot one duck up north yeah and he's hooked you know i call hey you know i'm hey you want to go out this way yep you know he made time to go do it and i know some people are listening like no don't get more people in hunting uh, you know but yeah that's a hell of a selfish way to think about it because we're and look at the numbers we got room we got plenty of room for more hunters we're, I, we're losing hunters i listen i got i if any of you guys don't listen to the cwa podcast you should Last week they had on um, Mike Kellogg and can't remember they call him the Colonel this other guy. I think his name's Mike too, Mike oh, yeah, Peters. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Anyway, they were talking about hunters. I think it was, it was that podcast. I think it was that podcast. And we went from in California, like five hundred thousand hunters, 
to 100,000 or something. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I might be off on my numbers, but it was like a huge drop of like in the last, you know, 30 years or something of losing all these. We've gained all these people, 40 yeah. million residents, and there's only 100,000 of us. That's pretty. And people complain about not enough public land, but the only way you're going to get more public land is to have more hunters yep. that are asking for it. That's just it. Yeah. If you if a fraction of the people hunt, the state's not going to do and that. All, I mean, you're, you're right. With the amount of people we have here, we need more. Because, But you think about it, we have a lot of refuges. Well, yeah. But we do, I agree. We need more. Yeah. I completely agree we need more. But, I mean, we do have a lot, and I hope they keep building them. I don't know. When was the last one? Lano? We talked about this once before, I think. But. Was it Lano or Yellow? Yellow's kind of new, isn't it? Yellow, is it? Yeah, I think Yellow's pretty new. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. It's some, uh, you know... The old guards changing, and older people are passing on. A lot of you know, a lot of generational wealth changing yep. hands. I could see at some point there being, you know, because at one point Gray Lodge was a, you know, private duck club, you know, long, long ago. But I could see it happening. But we definitely need to uh, build more refuges. Y- Yellow first opened the public in 1997, dude. That's not very long ago at all. No. So that's that's got to be one of the newest ones. That's a huge one too. Yeah, it's. You know, no offense to Yellow Hunters, but it's one of my least favorite ones, too. It is mine, too, but I'm glad it's there because it gives those, you know, there's all them people that are stuck down there right in the urban areas. Yeah, 100%. And they, they got to get the release we're talking about, and that's how they do it going there. So, yeah, yeah, I mean. Know. And it keeps them out of freaking up north. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, no, there's still plenty that come up. That's yeah. fine. But Let's build another one in that area. Yeah. It, it would be nice to have some closer because they're all north of Sacramento pretty much. Well, I shouldn't Crazy say that. Crazy Island. Cool. You got yeah. stuff south. Um, you see something like kind of around Stockton or something. I don't know anything around there. That's there. I think there's some like conservancy areas. Oh, yeah. But not, I don't know about, you know, there's something that direction that's open to the public like like two or three hunts a year, something crazy like That's that. Cool. Like I think it's near Oak Grove. And we brought up that Mike Kellogg guy. You're going on a veteran hunt here in a couple of weeks, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. We'll be going with uh, me and another guy from the club and his cousin. Yeah. We'll be heading to do a CWA veterans hunt, so I'll have to report on that. Maybe, maybe try to do a podcast. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, definitely. I'll freaking hand the equipment over to you, and I'd love to get Mike on here. Yeah. Um, even if I ain't around, you know, I, I'm glad, I'm glad CWA offers it. Seems like a pretty good program for active duty and veterans. And I mean, don't matter, you know, Coast Guard, friggin' whatever. I mean, it's all, yep. there's no, if you served, you're eligible. Yeah. So. No, it's hella, hella badass. Um, and I mean, we got a lot of active duty folks in California. There's Mostly SoCal has, a, has a, you know, the Navy bases and Marine yeah. bases there. But there's Air Force and Coast Guard and some Navy in Northern California. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, good opportunity. I bet a lot of them, when they come up here, they're, especially if they're a duck hunter already, you know, you already know they get see they're coming to California and they're like, oh, that sucks. I'm yeah. never going to hunt. It's like, no, there's a lot of opportunities, yeah. not just duck hunting. Yeah, well, they had that one 49er guy on the CWA podcast, and he was from Ohio, and he realized it. And he's a duck hunter. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. He's actually wearing CWA cleats in the football game. Today. No way. Yeah. Uh, we, Pretty cool. We'll have to find a picture of those. I want to see what yeah, those look like. Yeah, I posted it on the story. I'll show you. Yeah. yeah. It, it was super cool of him to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, his name's Colton something. He was on the podcast. But uh, seemed like a cool guy. And, you know, somehow he got hooked up with CWA since he's been out here. I don't think he's been here very long, a couple of years. But uh, 
Yeah. They have a the NFL does a my cleats my cause type oh, thing. That's awesome that he just he's doing CWA. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, and yeah, most of them are you know doing stuff for the hood back home or whatever. And now nah, he hey, I'm gonna put my CWA logo on. That's a duck hunter right there, man. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah, and he didn't do Ohio California Waterfowl Association yeah. or whatever. He did CWA, and I mean, they, they, you know, they they seem like he has a decent relationship with them. He was on their show. But I thought I seen that one. Hell yeah, that's a nationally, you know, deal. So I'm sure CWA is happy to see their logo out there at the field. So I mean, isn't that wild? Duck hunting is such a drug, dude. Even even someone that successful that devotes that much time and energy into their into their profession, you know. Yeah. And and you know, in the back of his mind, he's probably thinking about duck hunting all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I would think. And I mean, yeah. And, I, and like, when you reach that level of any professional sport, it's I mean, an intense deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you got to be on point and be able. But yeah, he's still thinking about duck hunting. You know. Oh, well, look at all these, these, uh, some of these rich, successful dudes that buy some high dollar clubs. I mean, even, even though sure it's easy to say, well, they're rich. What do they care about spending millions of dollars? But uh, I mean, millions of dollars, millions of dollars. So yeah. you're you're willing to do that because, you know, sure you devote yourself to business and being successful. But at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, you're willing to put your money where your mouth is and exactly. work it out, you know, to what somebody that don't talk about, what did you want, some club, out, what's the nearest city, Chico or Gridley or Mary, why would you want to buy a property there, you know? Yeah. You know, nothing around here like, you know, like, like rich people would like, you know, like the <laughs> highest end restaurant in Marysville is not going to be suitable for a billionaire, whatever, you know. And, but they do it because they love it, you know, and I, I think that's cool. Well, I'm almost afraid to... uh to, to say this because they're going to raise their prices but i'll tell you what you go to stassi's you get a freaking great deal on breakfast great deal what do you order the the stassi's plate or breakfast or i don't know what it's called it's just some what is it just bacon eggs bacon, potatoes standard breakfast huh? yeah seven bucks dude that's pretty freaking reasonable yeah that's very reasonable yeah i i love it we're, we're getting to know the bartender now over there enough with the same guy yeah. there, yeah. There she's starting to kind of, she was asking us, what are you guys, duck hunting, blah, blah, blah. And that's always good to get well, street cred with your, because I spent many of hours in Stassi, but I don't frequent there nearly as much. So the new bartender comes in and I got her, you know, basically, I need to just carry a resume around and say, <laughs> hey, I've been a drunk here for a couple decades now. Call Stains, call KC, yeah. they know me. Yes. Here's I, my I, references. Yes, I have very much street cred. I've brought a bunch of the crap you see around here, and yeah, I'm friends with the owner, blah, blah. So <laughs> I always got to reline out the new bartenders. But I've been passed out on this bar <laughs> five different times. I've only been kicked out <laughs> twice, and not permanently, just for the night. So Yeah, that sign they have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're rude, obnoxious, or loud. Yes, literally everything I do on a daily basis. Yes. <laughs> like, shoot, should I leave now or <laughs> can I ramp it up a little first? Well, the worst time is when it was like, I don't know, I want to say like 1230 at night. And I was getting in this jukebox war with this friggin' young friggin' broad that kept playing all this rap. Yeah. And I got so fed up, I went and unplugged the jukebox. And when you do that, it takes like 30 <laughs> minutes to reset it. Well, by, I mean, that time it ruins the vibe, right? You know, oh, everybody's yeah. in there shucking and jiving, listening to their shitty music. Or, All of a sudden, ooh. 
And I mean, there's just, I haven't seen him there a long time. Hopefully that old prick died. But there was this <laughs> one guy, I never liked him much, and he would hang out in there. And he ratted me out. He'd seen me do it. Oh, no. And he ratted me out. And uh, <laughs> 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 I, the next day I texted Brad. I said, I'm sorry, man. I know I act like I own that jukebox, but I understand it's yours, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I've <laughs> put enough money in there to pay for it 10 yeah, times so over sent all my children maybe the neighbors <laughs> to college by what i put in that jukebox but <laughs> be retired by now <laughs> but no it's a fun place and he's right if you're any if you're hunting around here you know if you hit a refuge even if you're coming from down south it's worth it swing through marysville and they have like every farmer's not every farmer's they got like five yeah, farmers on tap they do yeah yeah farmers was did well getting in there yeah hey farmers is on tap at kc now too oh wow so I'm sure none of them farmers knuckleheads listen to this podcast, but they should. But that's partially my doing, too. Yeah. I mean, constant badgering, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, that's true. Well, they, uh, no, I did, I mean, I, I like that bar after a duck hunt. It's, it's, uh, I love a bar. Most bars, at least, are really, you know, they're open early. Yeah. The The morning and early afternoon is just, Oh, I, that's my yeah, that's prime the, time. I'm not a night bar guy no. either. You know, I love my bars. We all know that, but I, it's not night time for me either. You know, no, no one in there looks freaking young enough to get carded. Yeah, Nobody, everyone's old. Nobody's freaking drunk and out of hand. You yeah, know? there's no blaring music. Yeah, there's you know? no, no posturing. Music. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely a good time to go there. Um, too bad so far out of the way because I'd like you to go to the KC sometime to see their bird yeah. cleaning operation. You know. Well, maybe we get uh, get on get on a refuge that way. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll see how this weekend goes. I might put in for refuges right now. I'm not kidding you. I put in for some this year and didn't. You know, I didn't yeah, get drawn. I, I probably should put in some for some more too. But I, I'd lotto too. I'd I'd be down to do that. That's what I'm saying. Just head up there on a Friday night. Yeah. See how we do on a lotto. You can sleep in Bradley's room at my house. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Big joke. Uh, every does, does it have a lock on the door? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gives me shit, man. That uh, uh, little Bradley at work, for the guys that know what I'm talking about, he's a kid at work. He's awesome mechanic. And for whatever reason, all the guys at work and Robert, they seem to mistake love of good mechanical skills and following instructions for some homosexual obsession. <laughs> And I swear it's all good mechanics is why I am so nice to that little guy. And he's the apple of my eye. There's nothing homoerotic <laughs> about this situation at all. I just really like the way he fixes trucks. So <laughs> I was messing with Sharon, though. I told her because, you know, she's got you know, she's. Does this it. shop have AC? <laughs> <laughs> I was messing with Sharon. I said, yeah, well, that's your room ain't your room anymore. It's called Bradley's room. It's like, what the hell? Well. <laughs> So it's a kind of an inside joke, but now you guys are inside of it, so <laughs> but, <laughs> pretty funny though. It's hella funny. <laughs> but uh I think that's we covered about everything, right? We covered the current hunting, we covered Yeah, uh, you're that cool ass hunt you're going on. Oh that's sixteenth you're going on that, right? Yep, yeah. yeah. You and one guy from our club and yep. his cousin or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So Yeah. Yeah, it'll be cool. And uh look out for the you know, you know any veterans that want to hunt, get a hold of CWA, sign up on that for that veteran oh, yeah. program. Even if they've never done it. Yeah. 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 I mean, they, you they might have never hunted have ever. Gun. You don't have to. You can show up. Yeah. 
literally, you show up with a hunting license and a CW. I think you still got to have a CWA membership, which is shit anyway. Um, you just show up. You know, you never hunted. So you got a brother that wants to get into it, or you know, you're trying to get some street cred with your wife and help her dipshit brother that was a veteran or something. <laughs> and you don't want to take him, send him CWA. They'll take him. You know, like you don't need nothing. I mean, from what I gather, I'm pretty sure. That no, I, I, I think, I think. If if you contact them and tell them that you're a veteran or you're stationed here in California, active duty, and you want to, you've heard about duck hunting, you've heard how cool it is, you want to give it a shot, I think they'll hook you up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, if I they won't, call me and I'll let you borrow some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll get took care of. But uh, I recommend everybody join CWA. We need to, we need to part making that part of our advertisement thing at the beginning. You got to be a CWA member. I yeah they're, they're good folks. yeah there's no reason not to be there's no reason it's not like to what be. 35 bucks a year or something you for the annual the, membership you get the magazine you get the sticker they're they're good people so i accidentally got two memberships this year so they sent me a card through 2025 i don't know how oh yeah because oh you did oh I, oh that's cool they let you stack them like yeah that? oh yeah cool. how cool is that well that's cool because if you remember you made a pledge i did next year at duck days that's right yep well, it's going to be a big deal. Robert's going to get off his wallet, he said. Yeah. Oof. I know. Well, you got a half a year to prepare for it. Right. More than that, nine months. Yeah. I know. It's not the actual spending the money. It's the thought of spending the money that's bothering him. But so, You don't see any gun safe there yet. <laughs> I don't got one either. <laughs> I get it. But that's a well worth cause and the shit-talking street cred that comes with it. Yeah. That you can down talk everybody else that i'm a life member i think that's right i I think it's worth it especially you know you you're being an alcoholic (laughs) cwa is getting the bang for the buck on that one (laughs) life expectancy not that good (laughs) yeah yeah. oh yeah here's a life membership you want to think george jones lived into his 80s and that guy did friggin cocaine and drank like a fish for years no people should listen to the deer hunting podcast you freaking you're in great shape. You can, yeah. you know, you got you got all these yuppies spending all this money on high dollar hiking gear, and you're out there in jeans and slip on boots. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Out man. hiking any of them. That is pretty funny to think about that. Yeah, like zero gear for what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. A, a freaking plastic <laughs> bottle of water, like a twelve ounce <laughs> bottle of water. I didn't know you listened to that one, but yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, I go I go hiking. You know, my family and I do a lot of hiking this summer, and you should see these people roll up in their oh. Subarus, and they got hundreds of dollars of gear. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. No, you're out there in jeans and freaking <laughs> slip-on boots. Yep. Yeah, next time I would have rather not had to slip. But I didn't get blisters or anything. I don't know why I'm complaining. It really wasn't that bad, but a little bit of huffing and puffing. But No. So, you know... <laughs> I t- yeah, I've said it before, but all these kids, you know, listen to this podcast and tell your teacher to go to hell when they tell you how you should eat healthy and be like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you. It doesn't seem to affect me health-wise. We'll see. The only thing that I am noticing creep in is I'm more tired than I ever have been. Yeah. But uh, I, I still made it. I was up for 24 hours, and I still made time to go to the bar. I got home yesterday. <laughs> I did take a short nap. It took about a 45-minute nap, and I took my ducks over there. and then. Well, I noticed you weren't hunting this morning. No, I did take this morning off. Yeah. And normally, that's not normal for me. Not a bad morning to take off, honestly. It, that's kind of the way I look at it. You know what? I got chores to do, and I, I'm going to take the morning off. But um, 
I I'm hunting Sutter next weekend. Our property's over there. Um, we'll see. Hey. A lot can change in a week, man. If they a lot show can up, change. Uh, yeah. You know, we'll see. Everybody, I can see. You can tell people. They're so goofy. I get it's bad right now, but everything can change in a week. If them ducks show up, they show up overnight. Yeah. It's like you know what? Oh, nobody signed up. And okay, I'll be there. You yep. know. And uh. And, yeah. Don't wait for it to get. Don't wait for other people to have good hunts. No. And yeah. then whenever people do that, you're you're always late to the party because. Yep. Then you wait for the good hunt. Okay, they have the good hunt, and then it slows down again by the time you're getting up to speed. Yeah, you got to just go. No, I mean we see that every year. You know, we'll, we'll you know, word will get out. We don't. We're 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 in a club together. We're all friends. We all get along. Yeah. So we share information. There's no hiding or sneaking. You know. No. And so word will get out that oh man, blah blah had a great hunt in this blind. Next weekend things plugged up. Well, did you notice that was forty mile an hour winds? You know. And sustained rain all day, you know, and then the next weekend's, you know, 60 degrees, no wind. Yep. And uh, people just don't seem to understand that. I always think yeah. it's silly. Only one way to do it. Just yep. get out there. Hunt when you can. So, where are you going next week? You don't know yet? I don't know. I'm going to go out Wednesday and probably D10 again. And we can discuss it more, but I'm not opposed to getting a number or something. Oh, yeah. I'm not opposed to that at all. Um, Especially if we can still go by a two-day uh, oh, yeah. and split it. Yeah. Because I'm not getting a refuge pass this year. It's, I'm not, I'm no, not going to do that. I'm not going to go that much. It just, like, after yesterday, it kind of invigorated me. Like, well, when we're, when we're getting enough birds in our, yeah. like our club, okay. I'm, you know what I mean? And I don't need to smoke them. I don't need limits or all that. Um, who is this? Hold on. Uh. Let's see. Hold on. And we're back. We have a little bit of mid-class America going on. Uh, one of Robert's kids' son was getting picked up. Some poor lady pulled up and she said, what are these guys doing? Yeah, we have uh, you know, all these neighborhood kids that come over and hang out. So they were in the backyard on the trampoline. She's probably like, <laughs> she's going to call her wife. I don't know what they had headphones on. They're watching this laptop. <laughs> I think there was something <laughs> nefarious going on. <laughs> I think you're. Are you guys? Is your marriage doing okay? I'm pretty sure that one guy with the beard gave my cousin an STD years ago. <laughs> oh, we're just kidding. But no, it was just middle class America stuff. So we got to wrap her up anyway, but uh, we appreciate it. I, I wish we could have had uh, Ken and Jared on, but we were just too damn tired and too busy. But we'll get them on at some point. And. Uh, we do have some guests. It, this has been so hard to do this guest thing with friggin' waterfowl season, man. Yeah, it's really hard. I got a couple decent ones lined up. It's just it's the coordinating because they're hunting, we're hunting. It, it's just been tough. So bear with us. Yeah, last week was a good one. We had a really good uh, downloads on last week's with the Left Coast guys. And be sure to check out their site, get their stuff. You know, you want some filthy still spoon stuff, uh, you can get it there. And then their their line of stuff, so. I think that's all we got, huh? Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, become a CWA member if you ain't already, and drink plenty of beer, and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye.